Alrighty, here we are. Round two. Little little mishap on round one, but hey, it's okay. We are here and we are ready to roll. Guess what? Isaiah. What? Guess who's with us today? You don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. Who is it? It's Josh Cowan. Josh, welcome aboard. I don't Thanks know. Thanks for having me, guys. Wow. I'm so honored. <laughs> are you more honored or offended that you weren't like with on the first recording? Well, I was incredibly offended, but uh, you know, you've made up for it by having me on podcast number two. So that's fair. In uh, in Josh's defense, you know, the podcast was initially his idea, and uh, I did feel like it was a little disrespectful that we kind of Mark Mark Zuckerberg him, right? Like, oh, uh, did we Zuckerberg you? Uh, is it Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs? I feel like I'm Steve Jobs and got kicked out of my own company. I don't think Steve Jobs got kicked out of his own company. Oh, uh, that Steve was. Jobs, I thought Facebook was the one. Wasn't Facebook the one where like he like swooped in the back and stabbed them all in the back and then left, took Facebook? Uh, it could have been both. Huh? So, well, Mark Zuckerberg might have you know gotten those. Gosh, where are those two dudes on the? Yeah, the brothers, the twin. <laughs> yeah, the twins. Yeah. So wait, what did did Zuckerberg go to Harvard? Right. Or what oh, school did he go to? Do you know, Josh? Oh, yeah. I watched the social network. I was going to say social. He went to Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> All right. Kamish, what are we talking about today? So today, for the weekly wrap-up, uh, we're thinking we're going to start by going through some waiver claims. Uh, so it's a short list. Not a lot of guys out there this week. So I think that'll go pretty quick. I think there's just two, two waiver claims we're going to talk about. Um, then we're going to break down some trades. We had history in the making this week. So that'll be fun to break down. Probably take some time. Um, as well as a few other trades that we happen between the two podcasts. Uh, after that, though, we are hoping to go into uh, a review of an old trade um, from September 26th. Uh, I think it's kind of fun to dive in deep to those trades that happened at the beginning of the season and kind of see how they panned out long term. Um, and then after that, uh, we had a request um, from a team in the dumpster. Asking us why. Is it you? <laughs> is it you? Do you need some help? That's getting close. Not quite. Mine will be next week. <laughs> but a uh, team from the bottom of the league wondering what happened, what went wrong, and was hoping for a deep dive. And so we'll be going into a deep dive of uh, what happened. For millions of viewers out there, Josh and I do not necessarily know what we will discuss. Isaiah has a little notepad of some words that he wrote down. Writ down? Is that a word? It's definitely is it, is it written with a D? The uh, written down? I think it's rid. Like 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 written. Like get written. Get written. Written. Anyway, there's a D on the end. Is is that is it silent like that? I just want to know. Anyway, Kamish. Break it down for me. What do we got first? All right. So I feel like it's only fair if we're going to give Daniel a bunch of shit last week for signing LaMichael P. Ryan for a gentleman 67 fob. It's only fair if we do the same thing to you, my friend. Are you talking uh, to me? Talking to you, Blake. Yeah. Um, I was Blake, hoping nobody noticed. Blake snuck in there this week and threw out a cheap 75 fob. On the running back, nobody knows, Jermichael Hasty. Blake? Do I have the floor? The floor right. is yours. Well, as you guys know, I'm a big, big blackjack guy, right? 
So over the course of years, what has most effectively worked for me when I gamble is when you have house money, you put it all on the table. Just let it ride, let it roll. So with that said, I want you guys to know that I have had a zero amount of FOB, not one, not two, not three, but yes, four times this year. I have been at zero four times this year, Kamish. Okay. So I have well over like spent or traded or put my original 200 somewhere. And I'm sure all of you have had a piece of that. So at this point going forward, the fob that I get is house money. Uh, it, it was, I've completely overpaid. Uh, I was looking at standings and I saw Luke had 50 fob and uh, I was like, I'm going to bid 51. And then I saw Micah had 51 and he only has three RBs right now. So I was like, I'm going to bid 52. And then I was like, somebody might think the same thing for me. So I'm going to bid 54. And then I was like, like, if you're going to dance on ice, you know, like, just, just go put on some shoes, <laughs> just go, just go for it. And cause like, at what, at what point, if I had 20 fob left over, do you, can I do anything with 20 fob in this point of the season? Everybody knew there's no players out there. Are we, is there just going to be a shit ton of players next week? I, I doubt it. So I was like, you know what? 49ers running back. He's the only one that isn't hurt right now. Any running back that plays for Shanahan is going to score some perks. So I don't know. That's, so Blake, that's all I got for you. Are you starting Jamichael Hasty this week? Or are you going to Nike Hines? That's a great question because I was going to pose this question to you, Josh. Because I know you and I are on the same level of the other replacement player that I could start. And so mm -hmm. I am deciding do I start Philip Rivers or do I start Hasty? Which one do I start in that super flex? Talk to me. Well, as you know, and the world knows, I hate Philip Rivers. And Josh, and, I'm right there with you. We've had yeah. many conversations. Philip Rivers is as nobody. I, I, I am about to dump him. Me and, me and Philip are even birthday bros. And, and you could say that we are birthday bros. Did, but, hold up. Oh, my God, Josh. I know. I know. We're December You just 8th. said me and Philip are birthday yeah. bros. We and, go way back. And I am <laughs> and I'm sitting here right next to you on this Zoom call and you didn't even include me in that birthday date. It's just hard to respect you after your $75 edition of Hasty. You could say it was Hasty. Do you know what's <laughs> do you know, I don't like that one. That don't like that one. Yeah. Oh gosh. I I I might just start Hasty and who do I play? Yeah. I play McCray this week. <laughs> McCray, I'm sorry, but Hasty is about to go for a 40-point game. He's going to be like 14 pounds and 100 Devin yards. Coleman to have 16 rushes for 120 yards and two touchdowns. He's like on the IR along with 10 other RBs. All right, my job here is to keep this train moving. And uh, thank you, Blake, for that long-winded explanation on that Hasty purchase of Jamichael Hasty. Uh, throwing that one back out there, Josh, credit to you. That was brilliant. Um, you know, it, I could see, I could honestly see how it could pan out because you know what? Hasty could be literally a one week guy, but if he gets you a win this week, yeah, I mean, would I think we would all pay 75 Bob for a win, 
That being said, it always hurts when you could have gone for zero. All right, next waiver claim I wanted to talk about, the only other waiver claim I wanted to talk about, much smaller, but the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because... Because it's about you? No, it's actually not mine. Oh, okay. Um, but it is interesting to me because Michael, I think it's Michael Catton, uh, dropped Scotty, or no, dropped Michael Gallup for Scotty mm. Miller. And I understand it probably won't have a lot of implications long term, but I would I wanted to hear what you guys' thoughts were on this because to me, Scotty Miller's at the end of his road if Antonio Brown gets any playing time, and Gallup is still, I feel like still a, a decent flyer. So Josh, oh, he's what do you think? Michael Gallup, <laughs> when he dropped that Andy Dalton touchdown, and then. I mean, it was the end of the road for him. And then also some guy named Danucci is the quarterback. There's two receivers ahead of him. There's no O-line. So if somehow the Cowboys block and Danucci is able to throw the ball and that ball doesn't go to CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper, then it'll finally get to Michael Gallup, who will drop it. That's fair. So are you saying Scotty Miller would indeed catch the ball, but Gallup won't, and that's that's fair? Uh, you know, I just uh, – I I mean, Scotty Miller's like the fifth option now. I mean, what yeah, is the – essentially. I mean, here's the thing. It's much pub- publicized, I guess. Tom Brady is a racist, so that does kind of move him up a little bit. He loves a little slot white receiver. Scotty Miller fits that bill. It's not talked about enough, actually, how Tom Brady favors these under-talented receivers more than, say, I don't know, a Mike Evans oh, yeah. who caught two passes. Here's the deal. Is it, can Mike Evans, like, get open, though? Like, do, you, do you guys honestly – that's, that's a fair does, question. Does he just rely on being like 6'6"? Six, six? I kind of feel like Mike Evans might be the laziest receiver in the NFL. Is that unfair of me? I don't know. When your stat line is two yards for two receptions and two <laughs> touchdowns, are, are you a tight end? Are you an offensive lineman? Are you, you know, are you, are you like the person that's like, hey, 67's eligible. He caught two touchdowns pass with his belly hanging out of his jersey. Just, That's Mike Evans. I just feel like Mike Evans always looks like he's kind of like slumping back the line, frowning, like upset about something some cornerback said to him. And then he's he kind of like – He like pouts all the way on his next route and then like to gets taken out because of an ankle injury and then catches two passes for 10, 10 yards. So I just find it a little bit suspect that if we recorded this, let's say yesterday, Isaiah – and we we're talking about Mike Evans. I feel like your sentiment you about Mike Evans might be a little yeah. bit different. It would be yeah. like, oh, my God, is there a more favorable target for Tom Brady? I mean, you know Tom Brady loves big targets, and Gronk's washed up, and Mike Evans is so big and tall. But, no, you shipped Mike Evans' ass out of town, and then now you're like, oh, boo, 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 boo. Isaiah, don't don't talk to me about that. Right now. Well, Blake, so this isn't really a hypothetical situation. He he was doing this. So we don't have to be like, you know, what if Isaiah was saying these things the other day? He was saying. I would argue correct. nothing I just said contradicts what I've said before. Mike Evans is still a wide receiver one. This is who he is. He scores 30, Wait, he scores he, zero. For who? 
He's a wide. He's a top twelve wide receiver. I think everyone would agree with that. What? Currently? Are we talking last year? Are, what, are what are we? What are we talking about? Mike. He, he's Evans. not even a wide receiver running his own damn team. Mike Evans will always finish the year as a top 12 wide receiver. Not because he's good every week, but because he has very good weeks. Are you going to put it on the board? Put, yeah, put I'll your, put that on the board. All right, listen. Anybody that wants to bet 10 bucks with Isaiah can't, and you have to pay out to everybody that wants to do <laughs> this deal. <laughs> you can't put me on the spot like that. Yes, I can. You, you just said Mike Evans is going to be a top 12 wide receiver. Easily. Wide receiver one. Easy. Easy. I'll put that on the board with you, but I'm not, I'm not about to shell out 120 bucks if I lose. No, no, this. no. I want somebody else to take Isaiah's money. I don't want Isaiah's money. I do that every year. Somebody else take this easy I'll 10 bucks. First person who would post in the chat that they want to do the bet. So the bet here, for clarity, the bet is Isaiah thinks Mike Evans – will finish the year in top 12 of scoring? Yeah, 12, uh, wide receiver scoring. A wide receiver scoring. Okay. So, and as a reminder, Mike Evans is right wide receiver 21, and they just added Antonio Brown. So, who will not necessarily whoever play? Whoever listens to the podcast first gets $10. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, that's, that's where it's uh, you win listening to us. Thanks for putting up with Yeah, that's like, a, that's like a subscription fee. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The way around. Yeah. We pay you to listen. Okay. I said, you basically just dug yourself up <laughs> 10 bucks right there. The sound Thank you for it. listening. Here's our money. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So those are the only two waiver claims I wanted to talk about. Um, now let's get the big one out of the way. Let's move to trades. Um, we had a historic trade this week. Um, our first ever three team trade i know blake and i are excited about it we, we were I'm a not, part of history i'm actually not excited about um it. but i think josh being the only literal unbiased figure in this podcast i will let josh take it away um josh for your memory um i gave up philip rivers cole beasley antonio gibson and 40 fob um and received deandre hopkins Blake uh, gave up Cam Newton, DeAndre Hopkins, and Danny Dimes for Philip Rivers, Cole Beasley, Deshaun Watson, and 65 Fob. And then Daniel gave up Deshaun Watson, 25 Fob, and received Newton, Mike Evans, wide receiver 12, Mike Evans, uh, (laughs) Danny Dimes, and that's it. Uh, Yeah, so I'll start by saying – I'm definitely biased because Daniel stabbed me in the back. We were very close to making a deal. I was prepared to send over (laughs) Joe, who was it? No, I was going to give up James Robinson uh, for, uh, what's his name? Deshaun Watson. And then. Wait, was that deal straight, straight up, straight up? uh, Robinson for Watson. And I think he's going to give, give up P Ryan as well. (laughs) So. Oh, you really did it. I was like, you're giving up P. Ryan. Well, I don't even care about Watson. But uh, so there was that. And then he's like, oh, again, let's get some cold feet. Blake and Isaiah, they're talking to me right now. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to have to up the ante here a little bit. So I was like, okay, well, what if I give you Mixon and I also give you Cooks for Deshaun? And I felt like that's that's a decent upgrade. Maybe you disagree. But I thought I, thought I was like, we can at least go from there. I feel like I'm willing to shell out for Deshaun. I receive no communication back, and then I see it. 
the three-way trade. I was like, gosh, dang it. Hey, so I gosh. see who's, who's in this trade and what, what, what's your question? Uh, you, you can trade me, Robinson. This is a conversation for later. That was a joke. I don't want your bum. I know you want running back too. No, okay, don't. Don't, don't even lie. Um, so anyway, I see the trade. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm heated, obviously. So, you know, got to cool off. Just got to evaluate things. I'm like, all right, maybe he did get a better deal. So I look through it. And here's my takeaway. Isaiah wins it because he got Hopkins and he basically gave away what? He gave away Mike Evans and Gibson. Mike Evans, we just talked about it. I'm not a huge fan. If it was any of the previous years, I would have I would have been like, yeah, Mike Evans saw wide receiver one, going to get yards, going to get touchdowns. Love it. This year, he's got like three or four targets in his last two weeks, and that's pretty brutal considering they're still having success. It's like, oh, we don't even need Mike Evans. And we're also going to throw in Antonio Brown. So great chance of it getting better from there. And then Gibson has not had any good rushing games. It's basically just a, here's 40 yards and we pray you fall into the end zone. But then he runs over the Cowboys and then it's all, is he turning it on? Is he turning it on? Is this what's happening right now? Breakout season? No, it's the Cowboys. So you know, I, I feel like he didn't give up much and he just got arguably the best receiver in football. Blake, you gave up what? Deshaun? Who do you? Who'd he you gave up Cam Newton, uh, Danny Dimes, and DeAndre Hopkins and got yeah. back Watson, Beasley, and Phillip Rivers. Plus, plus uh, we'll, we'll call it Jamichael Hasty. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that factors in. Yeah, you of will. Course. Yeah, the Hasty edition. Um, Philip Rivers, uh, hate that, but you know, if you've got to have a quarterback to play, there's 14 points. I need uh, one week, Philip. One week. Okay, sure, that's fine. Um, and you know what? Probably better than Cam because he's going to get benched, you know, in the second quarter. So, uh, I I place a high value on quarterbacks, and you got Deshaun, who I think is going to tear it up. So Not you gave Donna. up. He has. Okay, he's so like, he's like QB four right it's now. Future. It's future, Blake. He will tear it up. He will continue to. Is that better? There it is. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I think he's going to be great. You gave up a receiver who you paid a lot for. So that was kind of my concern. I was like, oh, he just gave up a ton for Hopkins, and then he gives up Hopkins for Deshaun, and you know that goes into the whole Blake's addicting you know, addiction to trading, but you know, I, I thought you kind of finished second in that deal. Don't love it. Don't hate it. And then Dan, I'm like, Oh, he just had such a valuable piece. And I felt like he could have kept working me for more and I, I would have caved, but um, yeah. So that's how I feel about that. Thoughts. Blake, what about your side of it? Uh, my side of it is I, have pegged Isaiah for 2020 he he's he's not he's not woke in 2020 Isaiah he he's 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 misvaluing some players and so uh I I thought I needed a little bit more value to get uh 
you know, basically rid of Hopkins. Uh, but on the same side of things, Josh, you alluded to my addiction. And I, with that ad- said addiction, I feel as though I know the market pretty well because I know exactly what everybody values or doesn't value in the league. Not necessarily like every day, but like if I'm trading away a player, I know exactly what that player can do on other teams, like value-wise. So with that said, my options were limited in how much value I could get for Hopkins because apparently nobody wants wide receiver one. So there's that. Isaiah did. I think wide receiver one's on my team. I don't think he is. Anyway, uh, wide receiver one on a great offense, great quarterback. Uh, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I want a pretty penny for Hopkins. But at the end of the day, Josh, I, I do feel like I probably maybe came in second in that deal. But at the same side of things, like, it's not always who wins the trade. It's who has the best team. And so when you give when you give old Chippendale's two top five quarterbacks, you better watch what he can do because I basically lost my wide receiver two in Hopkins. He was my wide receiver two on how I valued my roster. And so I could easily fill in a wide receiver two, but I couldn't fill in a top five quarterback without having to give up, you know, probably a running back like you. So uh, at the end of the day, like I, I am happy with the deal. Uh, and hey, watch out for Cole Beasley, wide receiver 18 right now. Honestly, I'm serious about hey, him. White Honestly, I, Isaiah was like, oh, I'm throwing Cole Beasley in the deal. I was like, fuck off, Cole Beasley, get out of here. Then I saw the dude's numbers. I won't lie. I've, uh, I've been impressed with his numbers. Yeah. And, and then I thought, like, you know what? Has Stephon Diggs ever played a full year? He, like, he's <laughs> going to get hurt at some point. Cole Beasley, I know is going to play like and honestly Josh Allen's having a good year uh they're on a good offense they don't seem to run the ball all that much so I thought hey that's a good little add-on for like wide receiver 19 yeah I've been a little harsh on Cole Beasley because of you know every year previous to this one but the whole Stephon Diggs getting injured part it just makes me think he will get hurt and Luke will start him and he'll still win. Josh, we'll get to that later. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I love Cole Beasley too. I think I think the one really cool thing about fantasy, especially in the sense is I truly feel like we have three very different perspectives on this trade. Because um, honestly, from my perspective, I felt like Daniel won this trade. Oh, and this is I know both of you. I'm just saying. I don't don't disagree. You guys both have the stage. You think he won the trade that you did? What? You think he won the trade that you agreed to do? I mean, here's listen to me. I gave you guys your stage. Listen to you. I'm I'm saying. Go ahead. Sorry. I gave you two your stage. I just think fantasy is cool because of the way that you can look at it from three different perspectives. Now, on my end of this deal, this is the way I looked at it. I am unfortunately was starting Antonio Gibson every week and Mike Evans. And I felt like DeAndre Hopkins is probably about eight points on average, going to be about eight points better per average every week than Mike Evans. So I'm thinking I'm getting eight points better, but I also feel like I'm losing about four points per week from from Antonio Gibson to my next 
eight points. Yeah. Like, like wide receiver one to a wide receiver one is an eight point difference I'm, per week. I know, but I'm saying like I totally disagree with you on eight points. If honestly, I'm I'm in like I, I agree with you, but if you think Mike Evans is a wide receiver one and Hopkins is a wide receiver one, do you think all wide receiver ones have an eight point gap margin like that? I think Mike Evans is wide receiver twelve, and I think and DeAndre Hopkins is top okay. three, and I think okay. there's a pretty big gap. Okay, but I'm just saying like. Let me speak. I All think right. I'm getting about eight points better per week with DeAndre Hopkins. I think I'm getting about four points worse per week with Gibson to my next guy because my next guy is absolute garbage. Um, so I felt like I'm getting about four points better per week, which isn't earth-shattering. It looks nice because DeAndre Hopkins, but as far as my starting lineup is con- concerned, Antonio Gibson wasn't a backup. He was a starter. So there are points that are coming out of my lineup. So I felt like I, want, I, felt like I did better because my team's getting better, but I didn't feel like I had the best deal in this trade. I felt like Daniel had the best deal in this trade, and that's because of my opinion of Newton and Evans. I understand both of you guys are in the camp with Newton. Actually, you're not. You're on I'm my not. side with Newton. No. Josh thinks Newton's going to get benched. Blake and I both agree that Newton could still be a top seven, top five quarterback. Uh, he's probably slipping a little bit. Last week, I would say he's QB six to nine. Yeah. Now he's probably nine to 13. I think Cam Newton could still come back and be – a top five quarterback from this point in the year to the end of the year. Truthfully, I think he has a very low, a very high floor being that he's a rushing quarterback. Who's going to get all of the goal line carries. They're not going to give any of their running backs, the goal line carries except for Cam Newton. So that's six points when he gets in there. Plus he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions because they don't let him throw a whole lot. Yeah. I, I, I don't necessarily trust Cam Newton, but who I do trust is Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, baby. So I think, I think the drop-off from Watson to Newton is obviously noticeable and sizable, but I do think Newton is still – I think Newton could be QB7 and Watson is QB4. So, so to me, just to I don't think Daniel's dropping my... off too much there. I've already told you I think Evans is wide receiver 12. I think Gibson is a solid flex running back. And then he's also getting Danny Dimes. And I think, I think Daniel got a lot back for Watson. So just to jump in with my Cam Newton – thoughts uh after roasting the seahawks defense who has been destroyed by everyone he's gotten 10 points 13 points and negative three points and has thrown six picks honestly that's impressive with six picks wow he scored double digits honestly if you go go look at quarterback play though they're like uh whose stat line was i looking at i think it was big ben's because joey put him on the trading block but I just looked at, like, how susceptible quarterbacks are to just scoring three points. Like, we used to be able to pencil in quarterbacks as if they're, like, a guaranteed 10 to 15 no matter what. But now the interception rule does play a huge factor. And I was so wrong about Cam Newton. I thought they would never pass the ball and just rush, rush, rush. And I was like, I'll take for sure around 15 points every week with Cam because he's never going to throw any picks. Whereas other quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, for example, he could very well have a game of like four INTs and lose you the week. Luckily for me, Josh, I played you on a down week with some injuries. Cam Newton had a negative three outing, which in, in my mind cost me like, you know, 18 points. So. And trade capital. And well, I, <laughs> Uh, like luckily we worked it out i will say this about the trade and this is the last thing i want to like on my side of the trade i forgot to mention 
shout out to you, Isaiah. Shout out to you, honestly, because I did not say a single word, not one word to Dan the entire time. Isaiah was completely like, Isaiah was the middleman. I was like, okay, Dan, I have done a trade with Dan and Dave, and I have only received one text message from them both combined on the year, yet two trades worth. So... I think that's my most impressive feat from that takeaway is that I had zero communication with Dan. <laughs> it is very interesting being the first three-team trade ever. It is important to talk about. It. it was funny because I was calling Blake, hanging up with Blake, calling Daniel, hanging up with Daniel, texting Blake, texting Daniel that Blake said this, texting Blake that Daniel said this, and then we got the trade done. So, like, my – I'm not going to lie, Isaiah, like – that was kind of a like odd that was it was odd uh it first started happening because like i just i figured isaiah could get to dan easier than i could uh and it it worked out i guess i don't i don't know i have much to say about that but i think it's so funny well and it's also funny because when i want to try and make a trade with dave i go to dan but here you are also not talking to dan just kind of going around him. <laughs> so, uh, the dynamics. <laughs> All right. I think, uh, I think we've probably exhausted that three team trade. Although I do, like I said, again, I do think it's interesting just like how you can have so many different perspectives in fantasy and how so many people can just value players so differently. Um, so that'll be an interesting one to kind of see how it pans out throughout the year. Maybe we come back to it in a few weeks and kind of see where it's at. Um, but another trade I wanted to talk about was between, and we'll take a, We'll take a break from Blake because Blake gets about two trades on this podcast every week. So uh, we'll go, we'll take a break and we'll go to Micah and McCray. Um, Micah went ahead and traded Mike Williams and Brandon Ayuk um, for uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. And McCray obviously gave up Hollywood Brown for Mike Williams and Brandon Ayuk. Now, just my quick take on this, and I'll let you guys talk about what you think is that. I feel like all three of those guys are kind of the same. And Micah just added another one. Or no, McCray added another one. Like I feel like I feel like Hollywood, Mike, and Ayuk are the are the same three. Those teams. are the three players in the deal? Yeah. So Micah got Hollywood, gave up Mike and Ayuk, and then McCray got Mike and Ayuk and gave up Hollywood. Josh, I mean, what do you think? Um yeah, I had to pull up Marquise's stats here. Um so I when I saw it, I was like, yeah, initially, I was like, yeah, I guess I, I you just had a big game, so that's kind of fun. Um, Marquise, you know, I had Lamar Jackson early on. I'm like, does he throw the ball enough to support Marquise? And Marquise's targets are – they're solid. He's never been under six for targets per game, so that's nice. Um, and, like, obviously early on in the year, he had a much higher price tag, so – I think I probably lean towards um, the deal for Micah, but if if the Chargers targeted Mike Williams consistently, it would be a huge win for McCray. I think there is always like a couple of trades Micah does a year where it's like, what's he thinking? What is he thinking? He must trust Hollywood Brown. Other than that. Actually, I- like that's a great point i would love to know who initiated this and was like 
Yeah. Who was targeting who? Great question. It was McCray like, man, I really want Ayuk. <laughs> was, was Micah just dying? He's like, man, Marquis, woo, gonna gonna buy low here. <laughs> I just feel like Marquise has an extremely low ceiling considering that offense. The Ravens are gonna be a team that's up a lot and a team that runs a lot with a quarterback who rarely throws over 200 yards. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Like, I would have offered so much better for Ayuk than, mm-hmm. than that. To me, I think Ayuk's a steal here, kind of in the same way that you feel about Deontay Johnson, which we'll get to a little bit. I don't think Ayuk is as good as Deontay Johnson because of the offense, but I think Ayuk has serious talent. Um, Josh had to listen to me talk about him all offseason before the draft. Um, I, I also think in a similar situation with Stefan Diggs that we talked about, Debo Samuel is someone hurt. who hurt is right already now. hurt, has yeah. been hurt, won't like he's out for like three more weeks. And Ayuk is a guy they like to use in that Debo Samuel role. They like to throw it to him in screens, they like to hand Rush. it off to him in the backfield. So I think Ayuk's a steal. And then kind of like what Josh was saying with Mike Williams, Mike Williams is a high ceiling play. Whereas like people have just been kind of waiting for him to kind of go off and get the targets. And now with Justin Herbert, it, it could finally happen. So I think I think Micah is buying name here. And then McRae is buying like what name though? Well, I, I mean, kind of like Josh, no, like Hollywood had a higher value at the beginning of the season. Did he though? Yeah, I don't know. I so I for one drafted uh, Ayuk and Jefferson. So I hate myself right now. I'm now realizing I drafted both of those rookie wide receivers. But if there's a name on out of those three, it's Mike Williams, right? Just because he's like a big receiver that could easily have a game where he scores 40 i don't know i just feel like considering these are all probably wide receiver threes twos i, I just feel like i would rather have the upside of mike williams and iuk than having easily Brown. josh do you agree really? no right. josh disagrees. this was this, <laughs> Wait. Is, this is why we need a third person okay well uh honestly as you guys listen to this podcast let's just start some debates on on the group chat so if you listen to it throw us in your your side <laughs> of this one as well um what's next commish uh the next one i want to talk about is the one between josh and christian forcey so josh received brandon cooks daryl henderson and patty mahomes and then christian received ryan Tannehill. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Cooper Cup. So this is a pretty straightforward trade to kind of evaluate, I think, because we have one quarterback on both sides, one running back on both sides, and one receiver on both sides. So we've got Christian going from Patrick Mahomes to Ryan Tannehill, which I think we can all agree is a, is an upgrade. Just kidding, drop off. And uh, then going from Melvin Gordon to Daryl Henderson, which I'll go ahead and say – I like Melvin Gordon more. I know I'm going to get crap for that later. Give me crap for it later. And then uh, Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks, which, again, I personally like Cup a little bit more in that deal. So I feel like in my perception of this deal, Christian downgrades at quarterback pretty decent amount, but then gets the slightest of upgrades at running back and receiver, which is why I think he made the deal. He wanted the downgrade for the slight upgrades. Now, um, Josh, this was your trade, so I think I'll go to Blake first, and we'll let you get the final word on this one since you were in it. But, uh, Blake, what do you think? Oh, I hate this deal so much, Forsey. I hated it when I saw it. It makes no – it made no sense for your team. Uh, it, it completely gave Josh 
it's like so many pieces to trade for another quarterback because I, what I don't understand, Kristen, is that you, like Mahomes clearly better than Tannehill, clearly better. Like I know Tannehill's had a hell of a year so far. Mahomes far superior Tannehill. If we're talking Melvin Gordon and Henderson, the Rams run, 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 run all the time. That's all they do. They run, 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 run. I have yet to see acres out there and I don't think Malcolm Brown's all that good. So therefore the Rams have a really good running team. He is the best threats. All I see from the Denver Broncos is trailing, 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 trailing. And I don't think uh, Melvin Gordon's like a, a third down back necessarily. Uh, I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to be giving him 15 to 20 carries every single game for a full season because the Broncos are trash. And so that, that's just like a wash maybe, honestly, like, like everybody's going to have a different preference on Gordon or Henderson, but base value at what the market (laughs) is, exact same player, exact same player. Lastly, Cooper cup over cooks. Uh, I don't know. Numbers indicate that they are also the exact same player. Uh, I would say Cooper Cup has a little bit more sentimental value in our league for sure, which, you know, goes goes some ways, as Josh clearly uh, kind of finessed that. Josh? Yeah, Josh, man of the hour. Why did you make this trade? Why do you think it was a good trade for you? Well, I love, uh, love big-name quarterbacks, obviously. And so, yeah, Pat was oh. – Guy was I just thought about that. Like, if you would have gotten the trade to go through with Dan, he would have had Mahomes and Watson. That's exactly. Are you serious, Isaiah? I texted you this last night, you moron. I texted this idiot last night because this idiot was defending your trade. And I was like, why are you defending this trade? Because look at Josh's roster right now. Josh has Gordon, or he had Gordon, Robinson, Sanders, Mixon. I was like, Christian, why did you not try to get one of those running backs? At least try, hey, can I get Sanders instead? And instead of Gordon, hey, can I get Mixon instead? Hey, can I get Robinson instead? All that took, there was three far superior running backs, which I'm sure you would have done for one of those guys. I know you would have, but you were just like, oh. Sure. And then Isaiah's dumbass is like, oh, I think it's a good deal. Josh has all the capital in the world on his bench now. I'm like, no, Isaiah. I texted you that last night. Do you not read my text messages ever? You just, oh, uh, yeah, I agree. Sorry to interrupt wow. you, Josh. That was a, so, that was a yeah. um, live brain blast that just kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, that actually makes a lot. <laughs> just went on. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was going for. Sunday as I watched – Andy Dalton finished with slightly above zero. I decided, you know what? No longer, no longer will I watch Andy Dalton struggle and then get taken out on an illegal John Bostic hit, which he should be suspended for the year, by the way. Take him out. Um, but because it was Dalton, they were like, <laughs> who cares? But uh, anyway, I'm out of here. Uh, so yeah, uh, the trade, you know, obviously targeting Mahomes and then. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty willing to give up like a running back receiver combo. Christian really wanted Tannehill. I was hoping to keep Tannehill, uh, but I was like, eh, if maybe I could hang on to one more running back receiver piece. Then I could then move someone um, 
move some more guys to try and go get Watson. So that was kind of the whole plan is I'm going to get two QBs and then, you know, I'll get thinner at running back and receiver, but totally worth it. And that didn't work out, but I did get one of them. So overall, I'm happy with the trade. Yeah. I, like I said, I think, I, I, again, I think this goes back to the last trade too. I think the cool thing about fantasy is how many different perspectives you can have on players. Um, in this case, I think Josh and I are on similar bounds where we think it's a pretty fair trade. Um, Blake, on the other hand, sees it a different way. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I understand what Christian's trying to do. He's, he's seen, I think he's buying low on Gordon and Cup um, because they are guys who had bigger value at the beginning of the season, who have had rough starts, but could have stronger finishes. So I get it. I don't think they, I don't know if they will or not, but I get it. Christian. Should we segue into Christian right now? Uh, I think this is a great segue. I got one more trade I want to talk about. We can skip it, though. <laughs> is it worth skipping? I don't know. All I, got all, all I, I just have one question for Christian. Christian, why did you not ask for Sanders or Mixon? Why, like, why did you ask? Like, why did you want Gordon? Ooh. That's what so, I want to know. I will say, well, the one thing that was frustrating for me with this trade was I had actually offered, a Chris, offered Christian a trade for Patrick Mahomes, and we had kind of come to a deal as well. Um, and then he sent me the trade he was going to do with Josh. And I said, yeah, you know what? That's a good trade. You should take that one over mine because it's a better offer. I can't offer that. But the trade he sent me also included Allen Robinson. So he sent oh, me – Oh, boy. So hold on. So he sent me a picture of the trade with Allen Robinson, and I was like, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't beat you getting Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. Like, I don't want to give you two receivers. I get it. And then I see the trade go through, and I look at it. I'm like, wait, what happened to Allen Robinson? So I'm like, I, I get that Christian probably could have asked for one more piece here. Um, I thought, cause when I saw the deal, I thought, yeah, this is good, but I, Josh, Josh swindled him down and I don't blame him for it. Like honestly, I, Melvin Gordon became the little like, Ooh, and you get this, give me some Mahomes. Gordon was the perfect, like, Ooh, and Gordon, Ooh, perfect RB, lower RB two slash flex. Oh my God. Yay. But no, it was hey, Gordon's the centerpiece of this deal to get QB Mahomes. Are you kidding me? So Ugh. here's the thing I'll say about Gordon is despite me hating him and his fumbling and him being worse than Philip Lindsay, they will give him as much work as he wants. And you know what? That's a valuable commodity. I also think it's important to note, to note here before we move on to the last trade, before we get out of that, is that I think Ryan Tannehill is being, I guess, not talked about enough in this trade. Obviously, Mahomes is an upgrade, but I think Tannehill has been pretty solid. So it's oh, not like he's Christian's been, trading for he's nothing. He's been good. He's a hot little potato. Yeah. Uh, last trade I wanted to talk about was between Joey and Blake. It's a small one. I kind of forgot it happened. Um, but Joey gave up Damian Harris um, and Blake – or Joey got Damien Harris, I apologize, and then Blake got Deontay Johnson. Um, I think Joey is thinking here, I'm tired of holding on to a guy who can't play, so I'm going to grab a running back who I need this week. You need but, to stop. You need to stop because I – Joey, I don't remember the stipulation behind this deal because it was confusing. That week was very confusing for me because I made a thousand different trades. So I, it, the deal was not just that. Oh, okay. I don't remember what the stipulation was. So, Joey, I can't remember. Help me out on this one. I think it – was it Wentz? Sounds like controversy. 
<laughs> we, talked about, we already talked about it in the group chat. All right. Two handies. That seems fair. <laughs> Use your left hand. <laughs> uh, that makes more sense. It makes more sense that this was a part of a different deal because I, I kind of looked at it and was like, wait a minute, Deontay Johnson for Damien Harris doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But regardless, I got A.B. Yeah, I mean, is, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Deontay Johnson. My bad, my bad. Blake is convinced Deontay Johnson is 2017 Antonio Brown. So go look at Deontay Johnson's highlights without Duck Hodges behind center, and you will soon realize that that is literally Antonio Brown out there with a different number. What number did Antonio Brown wear to pit? By the way, was it 80? It's a good question. I don't know. Deontay Johnson's 18, I think. 84. I think it was 84. 84. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Anyways, I'm just saying, go look at Deontay Johnson's highlights. You might want a handy after that. I'll tell you that much. Isaiah, you would agree with me on that, though. Oof. But don't. Am I right, Isaiah? Oof. Yeah, oof. Deontay Johnson? I love Deontay Johnson. I, I, I do love Deontay Johnson. Do I think Blake should be valuing, valuing him at the uh, 2017 wide receiver one numbers? after one week of being back healthy and leaving that game injured for part of it, probably not, but you know what? I get it. I love the talent. He came back and played and he has missed three games. That's it. Uh, Everybody misses games. Like that's not what happened. No, I just love the, (laughs) I just love the chat McCray just sent and it needs to happen. Maybe not today, but for the next podcast, this needs to happen. Uh, McCray just sent us the message, Josh saying, can I come on and just have one segment called This Week an Annoying Text from hey, Blake? bring him on right now. Bring him on right now. We don't have oh, time. We have so many yeah. things to talk about, but yes. I love that idea. Something that one. Anyways, I think that, that wraps it up for trades for us. We've been talking about trades for a while, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, I'm going to let you guys decide the next topic. We were going to either talk about um, controversy or we're going to do the deep dive into the last place team. What do you think? Uh, the brief topic on controversy, then deep dive, or just deep dive, uh, let's avoid go, the controversy? Let's go, let's go deep dive first, I think. Josh? Sure. Let's deep All right, dive. deep dive it is. So we had a request from the bottom feeder of the league, the last place uh, trophy winner, um, Christian Forsey sent us a text asking us what went wrong. Please help. What do I do? How did I get here? Well, Christian, we're going to see if we can help you out. We're going to try to break this down. How did you get here? How, how did Christian Forsey get to the bottom? So what I'm going to do first, I'm going to read you the team he drafted. I'm going to let you and Josh, Blake and Josh, I'm going to let you uh, kind of talk about that for a little bit. And then I'll kind of talk about a few of the trades he's made during the season. Okay. So, the team that Christian drafted was as following. Cam Newton, uh, Zeke, Derek Henry, Brandon Cooks, OBJ, Cortland Sutton, Evan Ingram, Daryl Henderson, and then his bench was James White, CeeDee Lamb, Rivers, D. Jackson, Gusecki. Josh, what do you think? Initial thoughts? Uh, who is the second or third QB? He has Cam Newton and who? He has Cam Newton and Philip Rivers. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, um, no. You know, the, the running backs and receivers, I thought that he came away with 
pretty good. I mean, Derrick Henry and Zeke are just workers. Uh, the thing about Zeke this year is he's really just a victim of their offensive line. You know, like he's still got Zeke, but he, he can't be the same as he was in the previous years because they're so decimated by injuries to Dak and the O-line and everyone else. So that, that kind of has killed Zeke's value somewhat at least. Um, and then Derrick Henry, I thought he, you know, he traded him away to Blake, but I thought he got pretty good value for him. So I'm, I'm not upset about that. Um, and then also Corlin Sutton was a big loss and he lost him early on. So that didn't help either. Um, Evan Ingram, not great. I think he moved on, traded him to Joey or something. Um, so that was kind of unfortunate, but you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm struggling to point to one specific thing. I think that's my point too in this. And I'm going to go Blake here for your quick two cents before we move on. But I, I kind of agree with you, Josh. Uh, I think we have to look at some of the pieces he added on his bench that are pretty good. Like Lamb, that's a hell of a like piece to add late in the round. Uh, although I don't know if his value going forward is the same with QB3 and their messy Cowboys right now. Uh, Henderson ended up being a, not a bad pick. Uh, obviously, like OBJ and Sutton and Cooks, those are all about like just be wide receivers, which not bad. Like they'll like if they were to play a full season, they would all probably have finished in the top 25 to 30 range, I think, which if you have three of those, it's not bad. Obviously Zeke and Henry, like that's, that's a squad right there. And if you had Newton at the first six games of the season, mm -hmm. great. Um, I, and Josh, you alluded to it. The, the players that I have, from that roster and we'll talk about that too. uh was henry so here's what i was gonna say is that like i agree with both of you and i actually think this is why this is actually a really interesting deep dive because i look at the team christian drafted i don't i actually think it's a, a above 500 team i think he's got like you said he had newton for the first four weeks solid he's got zeke and henry who i think we can all agree during the draft are top five running backs He's got three. Sheesh. Top five? Now? No, I'm saying at, at, oh, during at the draft. Time, yeah. So at the time of the draft, Zeke and Henry are top five running backs. Oh, for sure. So he's yeah. got Cam Newton, two top five running backs. I think he, I agree with you. He's got three B receivers. Mm -hmm. Evan Ingram at the time of the draft is a feasible, feasible tight end. Yeah. Definitely good enough. Joey. And then waiting for that double digit performance from Ingram. So as it happened, no <laughs> double digit performances from Ingram. And then I agree with you, whereas I think he kind of hit on a lot of those bench pieces. Henderson's solid. James White is solid. CeeDee Lamb is solid. And so Christian, I think one thing you can take away from the season right now is that you didn't draft a bad team. And I guess that's good. That's a good takeaway. It's yeah. like you actually drafted a solid team. Mm -hmm. I think where things start to fall apart is here. I think you losing Cortland Sutton for the year, you can't do anything hurts. about that. That's a bummer. Evan Ingram being trash behind Daniel Jones, you can't see that one coming. But I think the one move that changed your season, and I don't think you could have really predicted it, was when you gave Blake Derrick Henry instead of Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Because I know for a fact that you were thinking about taking Zeke instead, and Christian was thinking about giving Zeke instead. I heard that from both of you in the time. And so, like <laughs> – I know there's a deal there where you take Zeke instead of Derek. 
but at that point, it's a coin flip. That was before Zeke had started downfall. He wasn't great, but – and Derrick Henry hadn't been amazing. And I think, unfortunately, you just chose wrong. You kept the wrong one. And I think that kind of changed your season. Um, that being said, I also think uh, trading Mahomes away was a little too soon. I think probably should have held on to him. But I love the addition of Tua for Drew Locke. That was a home run. That was savvy. I was, yeah, I'll admit to that one. I was, I just saw, I was like, Tua's on the bench. Drew Locke's a starter. Yeah, I'll just take Drew Locke. I didn't even, didn't even try to get more. Blah blah blah. Blake gave me hell, and then the worst thing happened that everyone knows about, which is Blake ends up right, and then he never lets you forget it. So. Yeah. But what do you think, Josh? Do you agree? Do you think it was the Henry instead of Zeke and that Blake trade that kind of kind of started on the downward track? I would I'd probably say so. And, I, yeah, not really Christian's fault because I, I was trying to get a running back from Christian. And I was like, look, I'll take – I'm trying to send away, you know, these guys, blah, blah, blah. And I would love, you know, Zeke or Derrick Henry. I would take either – um, so I kind of saw them similarly. So, yeah, I, I don't think it was easy to know that Zeke would lose all these guys on the team and, you know, his points wouldn't be the same. And then also Pat hasn't really had huge games since he had traded for him. So I'm sure that made it worse as he watches Derrick Henry run for 200 yards. So my opinion, like I agree with you, like, yeah, in hindsight – you should have uh, – he should have gave me Henry or Zeke. In Which is hindsight. what I'm saying. I think it's a coin so it, it doesn't – like, that, that doesn't – that's not a discredit to Christian. No, it's not his fault. That's not – that's not like Definitely a not his fault. discredit to Christian. And I don't want any more ammunition on my back from Christian because I think he might legitimately hate me because it was a coin flip. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, I hope we can get that cleared in the air. Uh I do think, though, I'm looking at Christian's team right now, okay? He has – so his quarterbacks went from Newton to Tannehill at this point in the season, which at this point in the season, I would say that's an upgrade. Agreed. He still has Zeke. Who he, will still be okay. He's just not – he's on yeah. the Zeke you bought. Like, honestly, my – yeah, my opinion on Zeke is that he's just like a he's, – he's now like a fringe RB1. Yep. Fringe. Uh – Christian, you will need to, like, not bank on Jamal Williams uh, for so long. But, like, if he's, if he's behind uh, the, the line, he's going to get some perks. His wide receivers, I think, with Tyreek Hill as your wide receiver one, I mean, you can't really get much better than that. And that's, that wide receiver is better than the three that he had. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. His – Tight end, probably about the same value as yeah. Gusecki or Ingram. Uh, his flex right now, it's either Gordon or Henderson. So I guess like, hey, you funny. chose Gordon. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else are we working with? All in all, I think we can both agree is that like we both agree that he drafted a decent team. We both agree that at the time, Zeke and Henry, he wouldn't have known. And I told him that too. So, like you wouldn't have known. And so like I honestly – I don't know if there's a lot you could have done. I think the one mistake you did make was maybe trading Mahomes too soon. Yeah, so I agree because, like, other than – like, I'm looking at his team right there from now. If he had Mahomes, that looks a lot better than Ryan Tannehill. So I think – I wouldn't peg it as, oh, you chose 
Derrick Henry over Zeke. No, he still has a RB1 right now, Christian. What happened where your team is going south right now is the fact that you went from Mahomes to Tannehill, okay? And that doesn't make any sense because you already had Henderson. And it's just like, it's like Henderson or Gordon's a complete wash. You didn't like, you needed another running back. You needed a clear RB two that isn't Jamal Williams. All right. All right. As the moderator here, Josh, what do you got? Just to jump in, uh, you know, this whole Melvin Gordon. (laughs) Do you just announce yourself as the moderator? (laughs) So, uh, I've been trying to move Daryl Henderson, and everyone is sticking their little nosies up at him. So uh, I don't know about the whole Henderson and Gordon being equal. I kind of thought they were similar. But in terms of the league, uh, people clearly don't see it that way. But it is funny because I, I, I tried to trade Melvin Gordon earlier, and everyone's like, oh, we don't want him. We don't want that garbage. Then I give him away, get a new running back of similar value same thing oh i don't want daryl henderson mccray yeah i would say so i would say this like like obviously his team hasn't lost any weeks because of mahomes it just happened so i do think that like it's not his fault between zeke and henry but i do think that caused like if that was switched he definitely wins a couple matchups that he wouldn't have. And so I think that's a big one. I think losing Cortland Sutton. But, yeah, honestly, Christian, I think you would get a little unlucky. All in all, I don't think you made a move that was devastating. So Other than the Mahomes move. Which we already know he's biased about that one. Anyways, let's move on from that. You just that. admitted it. What? Let's move on from that. I, I, I said it might be part of the reason going. Can Tannehill go get 40? No. Can Mahomes go get 40? Yes. Moving on from that, I think there was the uh, – uh, I wanted to go ahead, and I, I think it's really cool to go back to, like, early on in the season and review some of those old trades because the way we talk about trades is that, like, there are all these different perspectives, right? We talked about the one last week with Daniel and Dave, with Aaron Rodgers and DJ Chark, and how a lot of people were giving Daniel crap for for selling Rod or for selling Chark for Rodgers, and, like, that wasn't fair. And then it turned out that Rodgers was the bigger piece. So I think it's fun to go back and kind of look at these trades and think about how has it panned out since then. We talked about that last week, correct? Yeah, the, okay. the DJ Chark for Rodgers yeah. and how, like – and, again, I think that's super interesting because yeah, the really moment at the time was that Daniel ripped off David and it turned out that David ripped off Dan. So uh, going back, this is the trade I wanted to look at, and I'm going to let you guys talk about it. I'm just going to tell you the details, okay? So the trade I want to look at is this one. September 26th, Luke Vickers traded – Tom Brady, Joe Mixon, and Marquise Brown to McRae for Kyler Murray. At the time, it was seen as like Luke was extremely upgraded at quarterback. Like he just he just went from like, I don't know, QB 13, 14 to QB 2 or 3. And he had to give up a running back one and a wide receiver who was a little higher at the time to get him. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, um, gosh. Start, start with at the time. Of... At the time, what do you think? And then how do you think it's panned out? Well, do you have Tom Brady's numbers? Right I now? do. So Tom Brady right now is QB6. Yeah. And Kyler Murray is QB1. Tom so, Brady had one hell of a game. He's had two. Two hell of a games. He's had two 40-point weeks. 
40? Yeah. He did not score 40 last week, did he? You're crazy. Get your numbers, Kamish. Uh, yeah, so when that happened, I, I honestly thought Luke was giving up a decent amount, even though I wasn't a huge fan of Tom. Because I, I was like, man, 30. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's a top – he's a top running back, and we don't really give those away, particularly in this league. So I thought he was giving up quite a bit for Kyler, even though I value quarterbacks pretty highly. Um, but, you know, I was like, uh, it, it did seem to me like one of those – McCray gets a, a good running back and um, what should be a solid QB, and Luke, uh, you know, goes all in on the two young, hot QBs. So – um yeah I'm, I'm trying to remember my initial thoughts but i want to say i kind of liked it a little more for mccray um even though i wasn't a huge brady fan so you're saying at the time you liked it a little bit more for mccray and now you'd say i, I would i would assume that you think brady has done better than what you thought he would right well it, it's true like he has but, but also is undefeated so a lot of lot like, there's a lot that goes into that uh, Blake, what, what were your thoughts? So I would I I uh, right like it was minutes before that deal happened. Uh, we have to take into consideration at the time. At the time, Luke and I just made a deal minutes before that deal, and I don't remember the trade. Isaiah, if you could pull it out, that'd be great. Uh, but. Uh, Luke can attest to this, and I swear on my mama that Luke was not going to do the deal with me. And I told Luke, I was like, Luke, you got to take these pieces that I'm giving you and go get Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray is going to be really good. Oh, boy. Because I'm pretty – yeah, it was Joe Mixon. That's right. So I remember having Joe Mixon and being like – I know – because Luke did not like Joe Mixon at all. Yeah, I was like, he's like, I'm not giving up Joe Mixon for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I was like, Luke, you didn't even know who Clyde Edwards Hilaire is two seconds ago. It's so true. Uh, <laughs> and so like Luke Luke was not willing to do that deal. And then when I told Luke, I was like, Luke, you should just flip this deal, go get Kyler Murray from McCray. And then he was like, he literally said, You're right. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, so you're going to do like, just do our deal. He's like, no, I, gotta, I need to make sure I need to make for sure that I can do this. Let's do a three way deal. And I was like, McCray doesn't like me all that much because I think I just did a really good trade with him a, a week or two ago when I traded him Josh Jacobs. So with that said, I was like, Luke, I know my perception around the league. If you entertain Blake with a trade with McCray right now, that's going to write him off, accept this deal and then go get it done. And then Luke did whatever he did. I think he ended up confirming with McCray first uh, before he accepted my deal. And then it just, it went through boom, boom, bang, bang like that. It very well could have been a three-way deal. Well, the channels that it had to go through for that to be completed. But I would like to, I, I know we're doing a little trade rewind here, but let's just rewind it to a few days before the draft where me McCray and Luke are sitting at public house, me and McCray are talking about this hot young running back from LSU talking about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And Luke says, who? And I said, Oh my gosh, this is why you're at the bottom of the league. And that's where you're going to stay. And now I have to live with this. 
I see Luke Stadden being like, hey, I don't even know who CHE is. I'm still and about to go undefeated. Shout out to you. To also let it be known that Luke used my cheat sheet. So his win is my win. I am also. <laughs> so, Josh, that's your fault. Why are you, like, come on now. All right. Because it was getting embarrassing. I was like, look at where you've, this is what you've become, you know? You're just, <laughs> you're one of those, like, A, like, Hall of Fame type players. And, you know, now you're on the Sun Kings. Like, I just can't stand to watch you. <laughs> uh, thank you, Josh. That was a perfect segue into the last segment I think we're going to mainly talk about, which was scores last week. Uh, on the last pod, Blake and I talked about the game of the week. We mentioned it was between uh, myself, Art of the Deal, and Joey, the Ambassadors. Uh, we said this was the game of the week because both teams were kind of on the verge of the playoffs and could have really used that 2-0 victory. Um, so a recap on that game specifically. Unfortunately, <laughs> I went 0-2, which is exactly what we were saying about how it was a big game because whichever team went 0-2 was probably going to have an upwards climb. I went 0-2 in this week. Um, to be honest, about halfway through the game, I didn't think I had a chance. And then Which I had – Which game? Uh, through the 10, 10 a.m. games. I didn't really feel like oh. I was doing very well. And then I felt like I had a chance late, so I picked up a defense. I picked up a defense to try and uh, catch up. I picked up the Seahawks defense to try to make that last push to get the median, and they got me a big old donut. So – I went 0-2 that week. Joey, congratulations, went 2-0. He is the winner of our game of the week. And I think he's put himself right back in the playoff contention with his record now being 6-8. and eight. He's within striking distance. Um, Blake, any thoughts on that game? Yeah, two, two thoughts on that game. What was the median this week or that week? <coughs> median was 109.4. So you were points away. I needed, I needed literally three points from a defense. So... So I could have – actually, we, we talked on the we, phone. We talked on the phone. And I told you I was going to pick up the Cardinals defense. And you made me feel shame because they were facing the Seahawks on Sunday night. And so well, I, I changed it. I changed it. I picked up the Seahawks defense out of loyalty. And you know what? Hindsight being twenty twenty, I think I did the right thing. And I would still pick up the Seahawks defense and take the loss because I don't want to celebrate the Cardinals success. In, that, in that win. And so, so I am happy about that. My My – thing to isaiah was like isaiah like you already lost the game this year because you didn't add a defense i know so i was like you for sure need to add a defense and then he was like okay do i do the card he's like i think i'm gonna do the cardinals i was like how dare you 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 claim yourself as a seahawks fan this is not an exaggeration no exactly what it was this is exactly what it was i was like how dare you you claim yourself as a seahawks fan and this game is on prime time. Russell Wilson, MVP season, MVP season, Russell Wilson, prime time, Seahawks, Sunday Night Football. And you have the audacity to think about starting the cards. Isaiah, I will give you my median win if it, if it really took all that much. I'm glad you made take a decision. I'll that win now. I'm glad you made a decision. I'll, I'll, I'll see where we're at in a couple weeks. <laughs> Because, fun fact, if I would have started the Cardinals defense, I would have, I would have gotten the media. Would it but have again, changed anything? Like, no, that's what no. I understand is like, does it change stuff? So the median is actually a little bit confusing. So the median, if we know math, the like, median we don't, we don't. I the median it. is not the average of the scores. Correct. It's the, the median is the middle. So it's the average between the sixth highest score and, and the seventh highest score. 
So if I would have played the Cardinals defense, it would have taken me into the sixth position. So then it would have taken the average of my score and Micah's, Micah. which is why I was explaining to Michael in the group chat that like, even if he would have started so-and-so, oh, it so wouldn't have changed me. because he still would have actually been below. Oh, I see. Micah was at 109. Micah was at 109.8. And it would have put you at Cardinals defense would have put you at 113. Cause I got six. Wow. But again, even though the Cardinals would have gotten me win, I'm happy that I didn't have to celebrate that. So when you look at that game, and this is like a uh, maybe like if you were to watch that defensive game or that whole game as a whole, did any defense really deserve points? Or does DK Metcalf not deserve points? Oh DK Metcalf scored two points God. for me, yet he, he made one of the – like. If we pulled out that game, DK Metcalf, oh, my heart. But we didn't win. <laughs> Is it just me or did, like, every Seahawks fan out there just become the biggest DK heartthrob? Like, like emotionally. I, like, yeah. I liked DK. After watching that tackle, he might be my favorite player. The reason why, because, like, when you watch that <laughs> motherfucking dude run <laughs> – Jesus. So he, he's got those arms out. Those arms out. And is he like 6'4? He's got the and he's like beefy. So he's just he's he's like a he's like Derrick Henry out there, but like looking like a like Usain Bolt. Honestly. He's it's crazy. And so like the the optics of it was very heroic. The the context of it was very like like oh like just heroic. Everything about it, it was God-like. beautiful. And it was like and also the defense didn't allow any points on that possession. They didn't get a field goal. They didn't get a touchdown. DK Metcalf, where's your fantasy points? The other thing, too, 99 out of 100 starting wide receiver ones on a team don't even try to run down and make that tackle. No, no. The fact that he put in the effort to even get down there and do that means, Fuck. like, the world to me. Isn't it funny, though, how we're I talking think... about DK's effort in a good way after – Last month, him doing one of the worst effort plays. It was a little bit funny. Like, I, I'm in love with that play as well. But don't get me wrong. Like, a month ago, this was not how we were talking about DK. Like, all effort, man. He's just such a grinder. We'll do whatever it takes. Blah, blah, blah. But you know, I, I YouTubed his run, like, chasing down Buda Baker the next day. And it, it already had, like, you know, 240,000 views. Like I'm not alone in this. We all love that DK chase down. Yeah, I, 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 we talked about this on the last week's podcast, and so I'm going to bring it back to now. That is that play alone is the exact and what you just said, Commissioner. That's the exact reason why I wanted no part of AB as a Seahawk because locker room, locker room, locker room matters so much for the Seahawks. If the Seahawks didn't have a good locker room, that play would have never, never happened. And I trust in the Seahawks locker room so much this year is that even though we lost that game, that was a win on the season. I don't care. Like, we're not trying to win week seven. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. So, like, DK Metcalf, even though you didn't get me any fantasy points, even though we didn't win, like, all hell. Can I get some quick thoughts on Carlos Dunlap? Love it. We need need some help. Like, we need some help. uh, Do we know what we gave up for him yet? We gave up a seventh rounder and an offensive lineman, B.J. Finney, who hadn't played a snap. We had originally signed him 
because well, we were thinking he was going to be our center, but then um, that lineman from LSU ended up getting the job. And so, yeah, he hasn't played at all. So we gave him away. Bengals obviously need help because they just kind of Olay. Yeah, love it. I think it's great. I think it's exactly what we've been missing. I think Seahawks fans everywhere have been waiting all, I don't know, seven weeks plus plus off season for a pass rusher. So uh, yeah, I think that's part of the reason I also bring it up though is because Blake mentioned he didn't want Antonio Brown because of his character concerns. Carlos Dunlap did put uh, jokingly his house up for sale during one of their games. <laughs> Honestly, that's awesome. That's humor. Listen, I know you guys, I'm with you, Carlos. Come over to the Pacific Northwest. Nobody wants to be in Ohio. That's that's the that's the yeah. equivalent of us putting players on the trade block during a game. Like, oh, for sure. Like, DK drops the pass. DK's on the yeah. trade block. Yeah. <laughs> You're gone. I love that Carlos Dunlap did that <laughs> mid-game. House like, is like I'm, I'm freaking done. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about as far as scores are concerned, or congratulations to Ryan. I hope you enjoy your McDonald's money. Uh, you put up a, a friendly 200 um, without Christian McCaffrey. So, congrats to that. That is a feat in itself. And then the last score I wanted to talk about was the man. I think we all genuinely – is it jealousy or hate? I, it's hard to tell the line. It's but not Luke, jealousy. It's not We're jealousy. Talking, okay. bitterness. Bitterness to Luke Vickers, who continues his undefeated run. He moves on to 14-0. and 0. The contention here is the lack of a starting lineup. He, he started a running back who didn't play. And he didn't start a defense. And not only did he, he start beat a defense, the opponent, he beat the median by 27. Sure? Yes. He really didn't start. I want to see his, his lineup. Oh, man. No, nope. he didn't start. Jones. Oh, he did put in a defense last second. Okay. But who scored 11 yeah, points? Very lucky. Your defense, if you mm-hmm. added a defense seconds prior and they scored 11 points, that is so lucky. If you start a defense seconds before, you should, like, just not get any points. Like, I, the fact that a defense can score 11 points, like, you should get negative two. Every other defense gets negative two. Come on. I, think that's uh, I also hate that he does this thing where he's, he's just throwing out Christian Kirk. Like, yeah, well, whatever. Fill that spot with Christian Kirk. And then he goes out and gets 18. Yeah. yeah. Literally, he had less than 40 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Yeah. This is bank on a touchdown. Honestly, Luke, I think you have a – He's a good team. He's, he's a, good, a good, team. good team. Listen, but listen, it's not an undefeated team. It's not an undefeated team. It's not. It, it is. It's literally an undefeated team. It's literally an undefeated team because none of you guys have good teams to beat him. Wait. Okay, but he's next also week, beat, he's next also week, Luke, the median every week. Luke, next week, come at me. I'm waiting for you. you know I think it pisses me off that he's been undefeated this long. Sorry, Josh, what were you saying? Luke is the Patriots, and I am the New York Giants. I will 500 my way into the playoffs. And You're ready gonna, for it. I'm going to have some clutch plays down the stretch. Just saying, like, I think the most frustrating thing about this is this is the first year we've done a win for the median, which I feel like makes it a lot harder to go undefeated for this long. And so the fact that in our first year facing the median, we have a team that's 14 and 0. It's not bad. It's pretty good. And he assembled it with Bills and Cardinals. 
Can you? I know that's a great point. Buccaneers, don't forget Buccaneers. That's a great, a great point. On that point, we have been talking for far too long. There's no way you're going to listen to this entire thing. Um, so if you make it to this point, my credit card number is five six seven. I'm just kidding. I'm Shut not going to get my credit card number. Shut it down. But we need to stop. So Blake, you want to sign us off? Yeah. Hey, are you guys quick, watching the Bachelorette? What's the matchup of the of this next week, though? Uh, matchup for next week. What do we got? We've got. I'm facing Josh. It's not incredibly enticing. You're facing McRae. Michael's facing Luke. Uh, Micah and Ryan might be a good one. David and Joey is a big one. And then we got <laughs> bottom for last place, maybe Christian and Dan. Is that the – listen, we talked a lot about Dan. talked a lot about Christian this week. Uh, we could do Joey and Dave. Honestly, Joey and Dave, very similar matchup to what we said last week's game of the week was – with me and Joey, um, Joey is two games below 500. David is four. You could argue in week eight if David has a bad week, going to five and 11 could be the end of it. Um, and Joey, if when going two and zero back at 500, is putting himself in a very good position to make that uh, five six seed. Yeah, I Josh, like it. do you have any I last like words for this? A lot, Josh. Uh, kind of get out there. Sorry, Josh. Last words. Hurry. Take us home. Oh, last words. Man. Last words. Um. Well, I'd like to dedicate this to all the people you know who didn't believe in me, all the people who said no. Dedicate what exactly? What? Sorry. What do you? What do we dedicate? <laughs> dedicate what? Just me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Have a good night. That's all we got. <laughs>